Disclaimer before we start. Between Hard Lines is a podcast that talks about sensitive topics that can be disturbing to many people. Please go into this with an open mind and understand that we are not talking about these things to offend anybody. You can reach us via email at betweenhardlines at gmail.com or on Twitter at BHL Podcast. And with that in mind, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Between Hard Lines. I'm your host, Jesse Call, and with me, as always, I have Sasha Denisova and Brian Dobbs. This week, we've got an interesting topic. Our topic is, is President Donald J. Trump a true Republican? And what is the future for the Republican Party after his administration? Uh, We went ahead and picked, and Brian won the coin toss. He decided he will go second, so he is going to give Sasha the floor. Sasha, good afternoon, and have at it. So it's it's an interesting question, and I feel like it's the same question that we ask about Bernie Sanders. Is Bernie Sanders a Democrat? Right. Uh, well, he's as much of a of a Democrat as uh, Donald Trump is is a Republican. However, with that being said, uh, let's talk about Republican Party of values. Uh, right. So, um, and and there's a lot of misconception about uh, what uh, what they are. Right. So. Um, I feel that while he necess- not is not re- necessarily a Republican in a in a way it, um, in in our coined uh, definition of a Republican, he definitely uh, represents uh, the views of uh, the uh, Republican uh, Party. Uh, so, and this is where uh, we talk about. Um, right, uh, the putting more money, for example, into somebody's pocket, right? Uh, so this is uh, when we talk about uh, lower uh, taxes, uh, we talk about um, even separation of uh, church and state, right? Because historically, American conservatism and the Republican Party uh, relied heavily on those uh, church values. However, that's not necessarily the uh, stance of the modern uh, Republican Party. So from that uh, standpoint, uh, he does represent those values. Also, when we talk about uh, abortion and embryonic uh, stem cell research, um, this is where you're going to find Donald Trump is... uh, going to disagree with your historically um, Republican views, right? Because this is where uh, he goes and publicly says uh, that, no, he will uh, not uh, be uh, in trying to uh, seek that uh, uh, Roe versus Wade is uh, uh, overturned. And there's been a lot of misconception about how you actually go about that. So you can't just uh, throw out a Supreme Court uh, decision. You need a a precedent case to be uh, in the Supreme Court. uh, And that is the only way a different decision 
on that new case is the only way that can negate the previous uh, decision. Uh, also, the uh, historical stance of uh, the Republican Party about marriage being uh, between a man and a woman, as we know, the gay marriage uh, passed uh, by a landslide um, under Obama, and we do have a, a Supreme uh, Court um, case uh, there. And again, that's something that uh, Donald Trump is not uh, going to interfere with. So those are, are two things that I actually love about our president uh, that are not necessarily uh, those values about uh, the, uh, the Republican Party. Um, however, everything else uh, that he uh, is doing uh, so uh, because the GOP typically supports a smaller federal government, this is something uh, that he is doing a great job of, right? We're in the middle of a pandemic currently, and he's leaving it up to the individual states to manage uh, their pandemic uh, plans um, respectively. Um, also, uh, too, we uh, we all saw that the Trump tax cuts when he came into office. Uh, he uh, promised uh, those those lower taxes, again, going back to that uh, uh, states' rights, smaller uh, federal government. Uh, also, the where we talk about environmental uh, policies, right? So that's been a lot of uh, the criticism of uh, the uh, president, uh, however, this is uh, where you're also trying to uh, get that the the smaller government, less government involvement is is your historic stance of the Republican Party, and that is uh, in fact in uh, those um, in what he's doing. Uh, labor unions. Uh, so uh, Republicans have generally been opposed uh, to uh, the labor unions. This is another one we're seeing uh, President Trump uh, go against uh, the party grain and actually support uh, organizations like the police um, union. So, for example, uh, here in Minneapolis, uh, he invited Bob Kroll, who's the president of the police union, to come on stage with them and shook hands with all the officers showing support uh, for uh, police unions, uh, as well as uh, other unions uh, across the country. So another uh, way that he's um, uh, not uh, quite aligned with those traditional uh, Republican views. However, uh, when we talk about the economic policies, uh, smaller federal government uh, giving more power uh, to the states, his views are uh, very Republican. Uh, to be honest with you, I think that uh, the the views of the president is exactly what this country needs. This is uh, um, it's Republican Party 2.0, right? So we're truly uh, for uh, for the people. Uh, we love all people, right? This is where. Um, a lot of his policies are are coming from, and we stand uh, behind the people of the United States. Fantastic, Sasha. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> now, just to to summarize too, he is a Republican in my opinion because he has a Republican nomination. Okay, I mean, every Republican president and Democrat president is going to have a little bit of difference to them. Now, I just to kind of transition over to Brian here. I feel that 
really Republican and Democrat kind of lost a lot of meaning and we are going more towards conservative and liberal now towards everything. Um, that's just the, it's a more broad label that I think encompasses more things that fit easier. So I don't, this is a hard thing to answer. Uh, we will get into the future of the Republican party. So Brian, um, why don't you go ahead and tell me your thoughts on if you think, uh, Donald Trump is a Republican and then, uh, and yeah, then we'll talk at the end here. We'll discuss a little bit more about the future of the Republican party. So my biggest thing is that when I see Donald Trump, I'd be like, is he Republican? Yes. But the question is, is that because he changed what Republicans were for, or did the Republican change and he's just the outgrowth of that? Because I think a lot of people who were Republicans in like the 80s or even the 90s might look at what some of the things that the Trump administration has done and be completely confused at how this is conservative and they don't see like they've you know there's been many people who have actually left the republican party basically saying like i don't know where my party went and partly it's been on some issues that were traditionally republican things such as you kept saying that you know oh smaller government smaller government when was the last time a republican governor or a president actually made the government smaller every single year since trump's been in office the budget's been bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger he's deferred things to the president or to the states however i think that's mostly because i don't think he knows what to do so rather than take a leadership role he just defers to the states but he's also not given the states the resources to it for example like on the coronavirus rather than taking a national leadership role on it he's just said oh the states will figure it out and then states have had to fight each other for protective equipment for nurses and ventilators and stuff. And they're basically competing against themselves, but they're not getting any of the resources. They're just told to take over the problem. But the government's, the federal government's just as big, if not bigger than when Trump took over. Um, another thing, like as far as like unions go, the police union is kind of a separate union. I don't think that that really qualifies as being pro-union because I don't remember a Republican party ever coming out. It's like, we're against the cops. They're, they're always for the cops. Just like I'm pro-union, I'm not ready for the police union, and I never have been. But that's always been like the outlier. I don't think that he's a pro-union president in any way. But some of the other things I thought were just kind of watched too was besides the um, just ballooning deficits, which that was always a big thing. Is like, oh, we need to get the deficits down. To most of me, most of the people on the left and a lot of independents and stuff, it basically means that Republicans seem to only care about the deficit and the debt when they're not in charge. So when Obama's in office, those are important issues. As soon as Bush took over, as soon as Trump took over, those issues are gone. And I think there's also been a lot of issues on we don't know what our national security is anymore. Um, our national security in North Korea has been Trump talking about love letters from King Jong-un and basically we've backed out of our agreements with South Korea and got nothing in return. We've backed out of an Iran deal, which that was the conservatives were against that, but we haven't replaced it with anything really other than back to what we were. And there's also been just a lot of issues about what is our policy with Russia? Because we hear one thing one day and another, and it's like, we're hard on Russia. Then they're like bowing to Russia. Then they're back to hard on Russia and no one can seem to figure it out. And I just think it's a lot of people have been concerned about that from a foreign policy standpoint from a lot of Republicans I know. 
and the last thing I think is just like rule of law. I think he's done a detrimental attack on checks and balances, rule of law, basically law and order. He always likes to claim, but there's been a lot of issues of the government getting involved in cases because it, not because it was for the government's basis, but for his own personal tool, basically. And that's where I think a lot of what we've seen to be seeing from my viewpoint is that it's no longer the Republican party. It's Trump's party and whatever Trump wants, they go along with. And the easiest thing you see that from is watching the other candidates and their response to Donald Trump before he took office, such as like Lindsey Graham, who basically said, you know, basically all of them trash Trump as not a conservative, not a Republican because he was a Democrat before and he, all of his views magically changed. And then as soon as they took office, they just bowed down and, kind of seem to go along with whatever he does, even though they basically actively campaigned saying he, they were against all those things, then it instantly changed. So I wonder how much it is just the party has changed and now they're just everything for Trump. But the question is, as soon as Trump's gone, are they going to revert back or have they permanently decided that those are the things that they're going to be for? Yeah, this, you know, I'll say this, the Trump administration is the strangest one in my lifetime. Um, it's, he turned the 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 he turned the Republican Party on its head, and um, I, I mean, he was definitely a Democrat before. For a long time, he was a Democrat. He was in the back, or the Clintons were in his back pocket for a very long time. That is no secret. Him and Clinton and Epstein were all pretty tight, right? That's been proven. Um, he he denies it, but you can deny what you want. Previous articles, interviews, and photographs will tell you otherwise. So, yeah, I mean, he, and this, you know, changing parties is not a new thing. But here's the thing. Trump is also not a freaking politician. He's just not. He's a businessman. Um, show me a businessman that's pro-union. I, I don't know that he ever was pro-union. I mean, I'm sure he does have some unions in the, in the, in the hotels and, and things that he had owned. Um, I'm not sure I'd have to do some research on that, but you know, I think Trump is more of a hybrid. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's Republican. I don't necessarily think he's Democrat. I don't necessarily think Trump knows what he is to be quite honest with you. Um, now as I am not a fan of Trump, but it's not on his policies. I'm not a fan of Trump because of his demeanor, how he treats people, um, I don't feel like he's a good leader. I feel like he's a good businessman to some degree. I feel like he knows how to work legal loopholes. But I just don't think that he is he he holds the Christian values that I look for in my conservative president. Now, I will say this. I think Obama was more of a Christian than Donald J. Trump. Honestly. You always saw Obama walking out of church every Sunday. I think I think they've shown that uh Trump went to that church maybe twice already in his four years. So uh, you're talking about the one that he walked across for the photo op thing. Well, the church that the president goes to, the church that the okay, the, so the, the president Obama attended that church, you know, because that's where his family lived. That's what the church that they would go to. Um, but yeah, I just I don't I think they said that they have just shown that Trump attended any sort of church, you know, a couple times ever in the in this recent tenure 
And I don't think he was much of a Christian. They said that he conformed to Christianity, what, the year before his – he decided he was going to run or something? I, I guess – I don't know. I need to do more research on that, but he doesn't come off as a, as a big Christian uh, leader for me. Uh, Obama did, and a lot of people said, well, Obama's a Muslim. Come on. That's we're, that's back to the conspiracy BS. And I think I think Obama's a Christian, man. I, I mean, why, why go to a Christian church every week if you're not a Christian? You know, I mean, that's you're you're laying on a thick, thick cover of mud if you're trying to hide something, right? Um, but so yeah, no, I don't think he is a traditional Republican. I really don't. I, it's it's tough to label him because he he's essentially kind of created his own party, and uh, I also don't think that Trump's a racist. I'll say that too. That's that's a there's a lot of labels on the president that I don't think stick, <clears throat> but I do think. He is a bully. <laughs> I don't, and I and I find that more of your, more of your conservative presidents are a little bit more aggressive. Like look at Bush and um, Reagan. They just they'll speak their mind a little bit more. They're a little op- more open minded, a little more open mouthed than most Democrat presidents. They're usually more reserved and kind of quiet. If you've noticed that in the past, between like Obama and Clinton and them. But I'll tell you, I always thought Clinton talked a lot. <laughs> well, he talked a lot, but he wasn't aggressive. You know yes. what I'm saying? He he wasn't aggressive. Where Bush and and Trump have been aggressive, and I would say, I guess maybe Reagan. He wasn't very aggressive. He was a pretty even keeled guy. Um, but yeah, I I to answer this question, I think no, he's not a Republican. He just has the Republican nomination. Um, so yeah, let's jump into it. Sasha, what do you think the future holds of the Republican party, whether he gets reelected this year, uh, or he gets defeated. Um, so moving forward after Trump, whether it's this term or next term, what do you think is in store for our party? Well, I I should, sorry, I should say the the official values of the Republican, uh, party as for the party. And this is pre Donald Trump. Trump being elected. So this is right before he's elected into the office. They have not changed, uh, but let's run through them uh, just just for funsies. We believe in the American exceptionalism. We believe in the United States, uh, that the United States of America is unlikely unlike any other nation on earth. We believe America is an exceptional because of our historic role, first as a refuge, then as a defender, and now as an exemplar of liberty for the world to see. We affirm, as did the Declaration of Independence, that all are created equal, endowed by their creator with inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We believe in the Constitution as our founding document. We believe the Constitution was written not as a flexible document, but as our enduring covenant. We believe our constitutional system, limited government, separation of powers, federalism, and the rights of the people must be preserved uncompromised for future generations. We believe political freedom and economic freedom are indivisible. When political freedom and economic freedom are separated, both are in peril. When united, they are invincible. We believe that people are the ultimate resource and that the people, not the government, are the best stewards of our country's God-given natural resources. As Americans and as Republicans, we wish for peace, so we insist on strength, 
We will make America safe. We seek friendship with all people and all nations, but we recognize and are prepared to deal with evil in the world. So those are, uh, that is the uh, Republican platform. I think he is very well encompasses the Republic, the new Republican platform, right? This is the Republican platform uh, 2.0. So as the new face of the party, he's absolutely the evolving uh, party, right? Because as uh, we as people evolve, our uh, values are going to uh, evolve and change. Um, look at the Catholic Church, for example, uh, with the Vatican II. clergy and uh, women uh, were allowed uh, to teach men and, and vice versa, introducing co-ed institutions, for example. So this is just uh, the the new uh, Republican Party. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer that uh, the next uh, Republican uh, candidate for office will have a similar similar values simply as uh, uh, the party evolves. Okay, um, there is a little, I cut you off there on accident. I, I did hit something on my mixer, so I lost about two seconds of what you were saying. But that's okay. We'll we'll have to get through that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think that this is a new Republican Party. I mean, to, to be fair, he did take the nomination now. We will say this, and I'm going to call you out on this, Sasha. Uh, and you weren't prepared for this, but I'm going to call you out on it. Um, nobody wanted Trump as president, including you. <clears throat> Correct. At the time. Now, Absolutely. At the time. Absolutely. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. It was at the time. Nobody wanted Trump as president because they didn't feel that he encompassed the, the morals of the mo majority of the conservative party, including the GOP. They did not want him as their nominee, but he won in a landslide over his competitors and they really had no other choice but to accept him. Uh, so that's why I think it is a different Republican party than before. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, why don't you, why don't you touch on that real quick? I think that's a really interesting topic is, I remember you being very adamant that he is not going to be a good leader. Why don't you explain that? Explain so your thoughts and, behind and that. Here's, and here was my um, really uh, where I was uh, feeling very reserved. I'll, and Jesse, you touched up on it uh, already because ultimately he's a businessman, right? Uh, so um, does a businessman care about the, the little guy? So that was my biggest concern uh, with uh, Donald Trump. And I think his president he definitely showed us that um, he cares about the little guy more uh, than those came, who came uh, before him. Um, however, but with any politician, uh, that is ultimately the fear. Him being uh, a business person is uh, is definitely uh, scary because, as you mentioned, um, is a business person going to be uh, pro-labor unions? Is a business person uh, going to uh, care about uh the, the welfare of the the middle class, right? And and here in this country, we're seeing a huge erosion of the middle class as the uh, rich get richer and the poor uh, get poorer. 
And it's uh, uh, definitely not through the social welfare programs are we going to uh, rise uh, the middle class, right? It's through uh, job creation and, and things like that. It's it's definitely not by pu pumping money into the welfare system. So uh, just like with anybody, uh, that was my biggest uh, uh, fear. And as uh, we talked about uh, the uh, Republican uh, candidates, uh, my first candidate was was uh, was Jeb Bush following in uh, uh, that Bush uh, legacy. Bush Sr. was one of my favorite uh, presidents, only second to uh, Reagan. Uh, and uh, I was hoping that he was going to uh, follow in the footsteps of his father. Uh, my second candidate on the Republican platform uh, was Kasich uh, because he uh, truly I wanted to uh, unite uh, the um, kind of the the men that divide between uh, the Republicans and the Democrats because we're seeing a lot of uh, discourse and ugly discourse and. Um, this is why this podcast exists, is so we can talk on controversial uh, topics and uh, not uh, get hostile uh, with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Trump is one of the hottest topics, especially over the last four years. Uh, uh, Brian, we're going to get to you in a second. Um, so, Sasha, I do have a question for you from conservative to conservative. Okay, And we know Brian's a liberal. I have a question from a conservative that does not agree with our president on a lot of things, mainly uh, uh, his demeanor, mainly his leadership, mainly the way he treats people. I don't feel that he's a good role model for our children. Touch on that. How do you think he acts? Do you agree with the way he acts? Expand more. Okay. Uh, how, 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 does, how, does, how does he act? I I uh, get this this question um, a lot, and I feel like the the fact that I'll, our president uh, creates a, a Twitter storm. No, actually I'm not makes worried about Twitter. I'm not. I'm not worried about Twitter. I'm talking about when he gets behind that microphone, the way he talks about people, the way he talks about uh, he he just comes off as a rotten turd. He really does. He's just mean. He's mean to people. I don't and believe that for a minute. Did you watch I the Minneapolis the, debate? Or his, 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 what he did here in Minneapolis? Did you see that on TV? I didn't. I was, dis I, I was so disgusted. I, I, turned I it off. was at the Trump rally, Jesse. Right. I know uh, you were, and I was so disgusted. I had to turn it off. You no, know, it was amazing. It was so empowering. Um, he brought the crowd together. He spoke to the people. Um, I don't know what you were watching, but he he definitely had the people behind him and rallying behind them. Um, he brought talked unity. He talked about the American worker. He talked to the folks on the Iron Range. Uh, right. um, hashtag rocks and cows, right? Our governor doesn't give a crap about our farmers and uh, the American worker and our folks in the Iron Range. He said that rural Minnesota is nothing but rocks and cows while the president elevated them and empowered them. He had his party cheering powerful. for him. What I'm saying is he is nasty to people that oppose him. He is immature. He, The way he went after that handicapped reporter, the way he's done so many different things is so despicable. It is not the way anyone should act, especially as the leader of our country, especially as the number one role model for children in this country. I'm not worried about him empowering his base. That's going to happen just because a lot of people in the world are sheep. 
and we'll just follow based on what he says. I'm talking about his humanitarian side. He is and- not a nice man, and I don't. I, I just I hold on, Brian. He's just not a nice man, and I'm I'm asking you: Do you feel that Donald Trump is uh he he embodies the persona of a president of the previous presidents that we've had? I mean, I just I want your true opinion on that as a conservative. Well, what is the persona of the president? I like Donald Trump for speaking his mind, for not lying through his teeth for once. Uh, I mean, we've we've had so many great charismatic leaders who are lying through their teeth, smiling and kissing babies, that it is refreshing to see somebody who's actually being honest. Well, he does consistently lie through his teeth, but I think that requires a whole nother podcast because there's so <laughs> many there's so many uh, instances of where he's been caught lying and then just will not admit it. So. No, I understand, and that's fine. I just, I, I am so frustrated with the way he acts. I feel like he acts like a child. I feel the, that he talks down to people, especially people that oppose him, and he's just very insulting, and I don't think that that's very presidential, but that's not necessarily the topic here. Uh, Brian, what do you feel the future of the Republican Party is? So I would just a real touch on that part first. I was just going to say, you know, there's a reason why he's known for having nicknames for all the Republican candidates that were running against him. And he's insulted, like even the Republicans, whenever they've not approved of him, John McCain, Mitt Romney, he goes and insults them. And so, so that's just, that's just what he is. As long as you're with him, he'll glowingly say all kinds of shit about you. But as soon as you turn on him, he turns on a dime on you. But um, as far as like the, you know, the party itself, I think the, the real questions are going to be, you know, the Republican Party right now, it's got a base that's predominantly white, it's rural, and it's really losing a lot of, like, college-educated people. Minorities are pretty much, they you never, you're not going to get a whole lot anytime soon, probably. And I think the party is going to constrict. And I just wonder, as, like, you know, that group becomes a smaller and smaller point. Are they going to open up to try and bring more people in, or are they going to keep going to where I see it, where it's getting more, just, just keep really pissing off the base to get them to go vote rather than trying to expand the party. And I think there's just a lot of issues where I just like, I don't know what Republicans believe anymore as a party. Um, For example, um, after Trump leaves, are we going to go back to free trade? Or are we going to go back to tariffs on everything? Now, that's oddly enough, one of the one areas where I was like, I'm actually against more of the free trade. I thought NAFTA was horrible. His new NAFTA is basically just a NAFTA with a different name on it. It's the exact same thing, practically. But I don't know which way the the Republican Party is going to go. I don't know, like, how far can they push the... Trump came out and said, like, you know, I'm... You know, I'm not against gay marriage, but he's been the administration has been attacking transgender people the whole time. And it's really like, is it going to go back to it as soon as he's gone with a more conservative Christian type leader or something like uh, Mike Huckabee or something like that, who is going to be more against it? Is it going to go back to that? And I just don't really know where it's going because. Because I honestly, a lot of the times when I've seen them over the last few years attacking people, I've seen the exact same thing that they were screaming against for years, either ignored or cheered, 
while Trump's been in office. So it's kind of like, I don't know what they truly believe in outside of tax cuts, guns, and abortion. Outside of those, I've really like, I don't know what the party believes in anymore, at least from my viewpoint. And like, you know, I'm not a Democrat, but I'm a liberal, but I've voted for moderate Republicans before, usually when they run as independents. So I'm obviously not their target, but like, I just know most of the people I know that are independents have a hard time saying like, I could vote for any of the more Trump Republicans, but they like a lot of the old moderates, but there's also ones who seem to be leaving the party. So I just wonder, are they going to come back to the party when Trump's gone or are they permanently out of the party? So ironically, uh, Brian, all the uh, independents that I know voted for Trump this last election and even more are uh, planning on voting for Trump uh, this time around because he closer aligns to their uh, values uh, than the um, other side. I thought it was funny that both of you mentioned how uh, Trump was not nice to his opponents when he was running. Have you guys watched the Democratic debates? Well, oh, to be fair, I, I never said about the his opponents. I didn't say that it was his opponents that were other. running. So that's that's you're 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 categorizing something that I didn't actually say. I said that he is not nice to his opponents, not necessarily his primary opponents, his opponents. He is attacking the media with such a childish demeanor at his rally here in Minneapolis. That's what made me so annoyed. Like, no president should talk down to the media that way. I mean, he attacks people with such vigor that it just reminds me of a schoolyard bully. Um, now, yes, I understand that your primary candidates are going to go after each other. That is just, that's the way it's been forever. So I don't want, let's let's get rid of the primary. I'm talking just the way he handles opposition since the day he's been elected. That's what I'm talking about. Brian may have been talking about primaries, not me. I, I mean, that's that's to be expected, right? That is to be expected. Well, I was just saying, there's a difference, I think, between attacking people's policies and what they believe in versus little rubio sleepo sleepy joe Carson, like you know coming with like nicknames to use on them and the thing you know that's where it gets just really bad and like the mccain thing i was talking about more like the i like my pilots who don't get shot down it's like that's and you know he would never have said that if it wasn't for the fact that mccain opposed him that it was just him being a dick to someone who opposed well him. i want to give sasha if a chance had, to finish i I, yeah. I cut her off because i wanted to make sure that yeah. you know she wasn't yeah under the misunderstanding that I was a, I was dealing with his primary candidates. No, I just mean the Sasha. I just mean the way he treats just opposition in general. Um, I thought the way he handled that handicap reporter made me sick to my stomach. Um, I thought the way that he um, handled the media when they were when he was having his rally here in Minneapolis was absolutely despicable. You know, just all those types of things. That's what I'm talking about as far as not being presidential. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, well, what what is presidential, right? Uh, Bill Clinton gets a blowjob in the White House. Was that presidential? No, he got no, impeached. Probably for it. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what I what I mean. We're what is a presidential? I I like the fact that our president is closer to the people, right? He's very human, and that's what appeals. 
appeals to not only his base, but but uh, his broader base. I'll give you that. He is very human compared to most robotic presidents that we've had. He's not your standard politician that has a uh, rubber suit that he puts on and walks around and kisses babies. No, he is Donald J. Trump warts and all, right? I And, and I get that. He doesn't hide his bad side, uh, which I unfortunately feel is very large. But, but he is very genuine in that aspect of things. So, um yeah, why don't we do this? Uh, we're going to give, Sasha, we'll give you five minutes to close, and then we'll give Brian five minutes to close, and then we're going to wrap it up because we're at 35 minutes already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a couple more points I wanted to make. Um, Brian said that, uh, you know, the party is losing support. I'm going to going to beg to differ because uh, those historically independent are uh, leaning towards um, the Republican uh, base platform. The the rural areas, they're huge, right? Minnesota, it's 80% of the, the state is uh, our rural areas. And as they become more disenfranchised and as they uh, see certain packages not, not going to them, relief uh, funds not going to them, like we are seeing in Minnesota, right? $2 billion were handed down as federal COVID relief. They were supposed to help out our farmers, help out on the iron range, help out 80% of the state. Instead, they went to Minneapolis-St. Paul proper, which then burnt down to the ground. Um, and now the very meager funds that were left over from that relief package are being stopped. And uh, that's the, the point of contention currently in Minnesota that they are potentially, again, instead of going to that base, um, they're going to be uh, rerouted, um, and then they'll never uh, see those funds that are desperately needed. But we're seeing um, that uh, across the country. We're seeing uh, more and more uh, areas that are uh, disenfranchised that uh, are in desperate need of um, infrastructure help, um, relief uh, package help, uh, exactly those things that uh, we've seen Donald Trump uh, provide, where we've seen the, the largest stimulus package um, we've ever seen as a country. Um, we have a second one in uh, the works uh, to help people, right? And ultimately, it is about uh, the people, and that is uh, the Republican Party, right? It's for your uh, fellow Americans and it's for empowering um, the American people. So I feel um, that uh, the, the the new Republican Party with uh, Donald uh, Trump is uh, its face uh, will uh, will continue as uh, as the new better version of the Republican Party. And whoever uh, the next uh, uh, Republican candidate uh, for office uh, will be after uh, this next uh, election. Um, he will hold, uh, he or she will hold uh, those same uh, values. Fantastic. Brian, go ahead and close it out. So um, I would say like, you know, I think trying to say like the independents are going for Trump or anything, the, the, I would just say like the current polling doesn't seem to suggest that. He's polling at pretty low numbers right now biden's actually up like 10 percent in a lot of polls and stuff but obviously polls are gonna swing back and forth so who knows how that'll actually work out 
Um, well, and we saw I do how see polls like, with before the election actually turned out too. So well, I, I don't have a lot of that. Be <laughs> that one. The polls were actually correct. The interpretation was wrong. They, oh. they were looking at national polls, which told you that she'd win by about three percent. She did with the popular vote. The problem was that she wasn't. They weren't looking at battleground states, whereas you know electoral college was the most important part. But that's kind of a different issue. And there was some other stuff that happened in there, too. Polling, but they were mostly actually accurate. Polling's going to be a, a, a podcast. Polling and, and uh, Electoral College is going to be a, a topic that we're going to talk about fairly soon. Because Yeah, I, and that's I why just, it's kind of like there'll be there's too much in that to go into that. Because, like, I, I was actually, as an independent, I was going to vote for Evan McMullen. And it was because of the polling that I voted for Clinton because I was like, I, I would rather see McMullen win. I, for the life of me, will not see Donald Trump. I'm voting against him. If if I thought Clinton was going to win Minnesota by 10, percent I wouldn't. Have, I would have been like, ah, I'm fine. So, but either way, um, like I just don't know which way it's going to go because, like I said, I don't know the uh, which way. Like the independents that I know have all kind of some of them have did go Clinton or uh, sorry against Clinton, and that was mostly they didn't know Trump that well, and they were more anti-Clinton. And a lot of those same ones have kind of done the same thing. They're not thrilled about Biden. They're more anti-Trump. So that's kind of seems like how they're, the independents seem to be voting against people rather than for. Um, but like I said, um, as far as like policy wise, it's just hard to say, I think right now we're, because like, you know, the independents um, kind of go back and forth. But as far as like economics go, are we going to keep going with tariffs on China and driving up costs and tariff war with the European Union, which is driving up my scotch costs, which is making me sad? Or are we going to go back to a Republican Party that's like free trade, lower tariffs, it's going to lower the prices for everyone, which, like I said, I don't necessarily agree with that always being the case, but that's the Republican Party I know. Um and I just don't know which way they're going to go on that um, foreign policy. I don't know what's going on there anymore. Like I'm actually like probably a little stronger foreign policy than some other liberals I know, but I don't see it anymore. I see it as like, we've become very weak. We've destroyed our uh, alliances, which were a big part of what both Bushes worked a lot with was trying to build an alliance. That's actually why uh, Herbert Walker Bush, the, dad bush he was actually one that i actually liked but i don't know if we're gonna really have an alliance left anymore at this point because we've pissed off nato we pissed off pretty much most of our allies and i don't really know where like the conservative christian side i know a lot of conservative christians who have had a hard time stomaching trump this one and right I here. I don't know which way they're going to kind of go on this one too. I'll tell you right now. And then how I, many will come back? I am I am that conservative Christian you're talking about because I will not vote for Trump this next election. Um, yeah, I, I, I decided I do it last I, time either. I decided that I'm voting for a Democrat this term, and it's not Joe Biden. So, I'm I'm voting for my mom, and she's a Democrat. So. It's just where I'm at. I I can't I I, I can't in good conscience vote for either of them. Because they both they both go against my moral obligation to the world, and that was instilled in me through my learnings of Jesus and, and my Christianity. I don't feel that my president, Donald Trump, represents that well enough for me to give him a vote. Now I did vote for him 
in the previous, and that was a mistake. But I feel Hillary would have been a bigger mistake. So um, oh. I don't want to get into that. I just I, I'm being I'm just agreeing with Brian that he's lost me as a conservative Christian white male. I just I I cannot get behind his childish schoolyard bully mentality i just have no no need or interest for that whatsoever but all right so we've gone way past our time we're going to wrap it up um i've got a different organization for the first time since we've started this so i'll go ahead and start it off uh i am going to refer all of you to chad that's c-h-a-d-d chad with two d's uh chad.org it is the children and adults with adhd uh, it is an organization that strives to help people uh, improve their lives that are affected by ADHD. Now, that includes families that have children or um, spouses with ADHD as well. I have suffered with severe ADHD my entire life. I have adult ADHD. Um, I've, my, you know, Sasha and Brian can talk on that. They've known me a very long time. Uh, you know, there are certain aspects to having ADHD that make me who I am, but also can make me unbearable. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, having someone in your life with ADHD can be very frustrating, but it can also be a gift. And I suggest that if any of you are struggling with ADHD, you think you might have ADHD, or you do have someone in your life with ADHD, and you want some resources, go check out Chad, C-H-A-D-D dot org. Uh, amazing resources that they have on that website. So again, chad.org with two d's sasha i uh my uh charity is going to be colon cancer coalition dot org so as a colon cancer survivor uh this one is uh near and dear uh to my heart uh and uh colon cancer.org provides uh, uh resources uh for uh screening and uh education and uh if you're over the age of uh 45 uh get uh you your rear and gear get uh, yourself checked uh, make sure uh, that you are doing uh, your regular screenings because colon cancer is very uh, preventable also if you're interested more about my story uh, check out my website sashacancerwarrior.com um, back to you guys yeah just you broke up there with sashacancerwarrior.com dot com all right correct okay brian and uh, as usual, my journey is GPACT. It's g-pact.org. And they're an organization that works with gastroparesis, uh, which is an issue that my wife suffers from. And it's basically your stomach stops processing food. It doesn't push the food through your system anymore. And it's one of those ones where it can be hard to see on some people, but it basically makes it so you're unable to eat for sometimes days. You're constantly sick. You're constantly nauseous. And eventually you can end up with multiple surgeries, um, including like feeding tubes, because it can get to the point where you're not able to eat basically regular food anymore. And it's something that it doesn't have a lot of research into it currently. There's no cure for it. And there's basically at best management. And even the management is really kind of, it works for some people with light, but like if you have it bad, it's just, there's not a lot of good management for it. Um, so it's just an organization that helps people with that and other gastro diseases to both get help 
and treatment, but also trying to research something that can help cure it. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, we're going to wrap up. We have a new intro and a new exit now. So, hurrah. Um, like I said in the beginning, guys, this is an evolving podcast. This is my first podcast. This is Brian and I think Sasha's first podcast as well. Um, I know Sasha has done some media stuff in the past, um, but I mean, this is a little passion project that we got. I even paid for a Facebook ad just to try to get the word out there. It didn't do very good. <laughs> um, but either way, I, I, I lost faith in Facebook. I just want to end it, guys. I want you to remember, please don't dig in your heels. Stay open-minded when you're talking to people, especially people that have a completely different opinion than you. Your best friend could have the worst or, uh, uh, an opinion that you just think is the worst thing in the world, but they have those opinions for a reason. Okay, so when you go into conversations, stay open-minded, don't be a dick, and remember to be teachable. We have a doozy for you next week. We'll see you guys. Between Hard Lines is a Grizzled Beard Studios production. Thanks to Ted Larson for the music for our podcast. I'll stick that in your beard. Thank you.